Welcome to Back in My Day. David Petrangelo here, just giving you a little bit of an intro. We had a little bit of a problem with the audio file for this episode at the beginning. For whatever reason, everything else sounds good. The quality elsewhere is okay, but just thought I would uh, toss a little intro message here. Carl and Mike have joined me once again this time, which would be great. Taking a look at our uh, Back in My Day segment and a lot of cool things that we grew up with and taking a fun look back as well. Hopefully you've uh, enjoyed everything that we've had so far as the show has uh, progressed a little bit and grown in some way. Ways. So we are still trying some new things, but hopefully you enjoy it. Always feel free to give us a uh, comment or rating, hopefully a good one on iTunes or Google or wherever you listen to our podcast. That's always much appreciated. And always feel free to follow us on Twitter at DayBackIn. And that is where you can find us on Twitter as well. Post all of our new episodes and we post some of the news stories and items that we're going to be talking about down the line. But just uh, feel free to give us a follow there and a rating and uh, pass us around to your friends. It's always uh, fun to have a new audience and grow with an audience. So thanks for joining us once again and we'll talk to you again soon. talked about quite a bit over the last uh, last couple times here. Um, this, it just turned uh, 20, I guess. In 99, Office Space came out. So, if anyone out there has ever seen a red stapler and uh, thought that it was funny, this is probably why? I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a way to throw it I out. have a red stapler and I have uh, a red, uh, like, high heel tape roller thing. <laughs> My dad was a huge Office Space fan. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, it's just one of those, again, I, I think it's one of those comedies. I, I thought it was older than 99, honestly, for some reason. But um, it's just another... It, it holds up well. It still does, It holds right? up well. It, I think it fits with the whole... Uh, what do they call the group of uh, all the guys that, that did... Um, Frat Pack. Frat Pack, yeah. It's, it's one of those types of movies where it's it's not quite as childish, but it's still... Goofy enough, yeah. When I and smart enough to be an adult. So I work. A, I work in an office, and um, we reference this movie probably weekly. Yeah. And every time there's like Hawaiian shirt day at work, which has happened multiple <laughs> times, it's an inside joke, and uh, you know, not going to work here anymore. What, yeah. what does it say you I'm do around here? You, it's like uh, daily. And when this turned twenty, I like I saw it and I retweeted it, and I was just like. I did not fully understand this movie when I was young, but it's all too real now. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the feeling, Ooh, right? Yeah. Like, it's just too real. <laughs> I guess it's we can laugh now. at the stuff that we sort of picked up on, but now, like, having it as a reality <laughs> is even more I remember watching so. it as a kid and being like, it can't be like that. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get there and you're People like, People aren't that upset at like fax that. machines it, and, and staplers. Yeah, and no one's <laughs> crying over at the water cooler. <laughs> have you guys ever had, like, a birthday at the office and a cake comes in? And uh, I mean, along, we sort of you know? have that stuff. Me and Carl oh, work man. together. Oh, we sort really of have that stuff here, oh, but I'd... it's... It's really just a, an invitation for everybody to just dig in and have a piece of cake. Like I still think Mike has it worse than us. Oh, 100%. I, uh, on, as far as on the, yeah, on, goes, the yeah. on the on the format of office mm-hmm. like kind of environments like, you know, you know, media and stuff, they're trying to be a little bit more, I'd say closer to like the programming environments like the Googles and stuff where we're trying to be share space right. and like very lighthearted and, you know, like you can wear whatever, <laughs> but you know, at the same time there's a uniformity obviously in the media world, but yeah, nothing to the level I oh, think yeah. that you deal with. Yeah, working on. No, we don't. We don't have like a, uh, a cubicle farm. You know, yeah. like we don't have rows and rows of cubicles. But I and swear stuff, that so. guy worked in an office for like twenty years and just yeah. wrote down everything he saw and took the best parts of the movie. Like that's the it's the best way to explain it. Like, it must. He must have. He must right. Have. I mean, it's, it's so true. It comes from experience. It's hilarious. For sure. but, yeah. Uh, um, 
this is uh, something that is almost, I guess, in a way, uh, like, still relevant today because his characters have lived on in multiple ways. But um, the Ali G show, I think, was huge. That started in late February in 2003. So we're going into, like, the sort of more recent years of, of what of what defined us, but, uh, but I was still young enough, 2003, that that was inappropriate well, for we me were to be still, watching and I was watching it. For yeah. We sure. were in high school, right? Yeah. Uh, Carl was, was, I definitely did not watch Allie G. Yeah. I'll so, be but, completely transparent. Uh, but him and his, and his characters, yes. you know, uh, Bruno and, uh, uh, you know, all, all Borat of, and Bor- Borat. That's, that's what I meant yeah, to you, say. You, right? I mean, so, Borat, yeah, you know, those ones, but you know, I'm unfortunately, nice. I, I didn't get, yeah, I didn't get to enjoy half of the gold when it was, it first came out. I mean, it's still, it, it's a little bit, it's a slightly inappropriate now, I think, in some some of his jokes. Oh, it's very but, inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, but at the but at the same time, um, but he did the thing which like I don't think anyone uh, did before. But the 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 hook of the show, the new, unique thing he did was he would trick these like politicians and powerful people into thinking they're giving a normal interview and just take the piss out of them. And it's British humor. He's British, right? So he just take the piss out of them, and he they think the which whole is what time. His new HBO show is, but on Amer- yeah, but for no. on Americans, and it, it's yeah. good. And I love everything he does. I love Sasha Baron and Yeah, so I, I wanted amazing. to point that out because it's just another one of those like goofy comedies. Yeah, that it's great. He's still going, you know. And every he, couple of years, and like I remember he did the first season of Allie G, and they told him that okay, you did it once, you'll never be able to do it again. And he t- took a few years off, and he did it again, and he kept going. <laughs> and he did it again, even after the show came out. And he tricked all these politicians and all these people, and. Then he did it again with This Is America. The, yeah, like, which or, is now ongoing and probably going to come back. No, he said only one and done for that. Oh, really? He, did, he, oh. he does say that. Then he's very he strategic about how he does this thing, right? Because he doesn't he doesn't overstay his welcome. Like when he, exactly. Yeah. That's what makes it so effective and, and reoccurring. Is but that's the he British, knows how to hold off. That's the British style. Like yeah. British shows know when to uh, call quits, and American shows don't. And well, and a lot of their stuff is limited series. It's HBO. I should say it's HBO, but he's British. No, so. but it, but it, BBC and stuff like they don't have. 10 seasons. Exactly. Uh, that's what I mean, I'm trying to say. Okay, sure. Doctor Who's a different story, but that's a whole other level and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but man, yeah. that show was great. Like, I mean, that's it's just another one of those comedies that's easy to just continue to be laughing at. And well, <laughs> when he called Buzz Aldrin Buzz Lightyear, it was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my God. To his face. <laughs> to his face, yeah. Um, so we're going to go back to our uh, now, I guess, probably tried and true. In uh, end of February, so February 29th in 2000, guess what game came out that would, I assume, is, is leading into defining the two of you more than anything else? What kind, what no, you played this one too. You played this I one played too. this one too. Uh, Pokemon Stadium for 64 came oh, out. Oh boy, so, huge. Yes, everyone played it because this is just after the big boom for Pokemon, I think for us a couple years later, and it was just a, such a cool way to see Pokemon in 3D. To this day, it's still the only way I prefer 3D Pokemon. I don't mm-hmm. like... I've, Not I've, Pokemon I'm, Snap? No, I'm unfortunately... <laughs> oh, I love Pokemon Snap. Yeah, Pokemon Snap, it's a that. fun game, but honestly, when it comes down to like... I mean, it's like, not that much of a game. Yeah, but... Oh, Pokemon Snap. Well, Pokemon I'm, I'm doing good. Okay, we'll get into that after. It, it, it was, <laughs> when it comes up, we'll get It's it. bizarre, but like for me, like the 2D, you know, maybe a little bit of animation uh, from like the Game Boy Advance versions of Pokemon, it was... There was, a, there was a speed to it. There was something like, you know, very stylized about it that I really enjoyed, and then as, you know, like, aside from Pokemon Stadium, there was just something about the 3D motion and the waiting that kind of, like, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to get on with it. I want to see, you know, I want to crush this team and move on and be the best trainer of them all. But the coolest thing about yeah. the game was that it came with this little, because people probably don't know that didn't play it, it came with this little pack that connected to the back of your um, the 64, 64 controller. controller yeah. And you would put your cartridge in there, 
and you would upload the Pokemon from your Game Boy into the N64 game. Yeah. And that just seemed like the greatest thing in the world. Oh, it's genius. Yeah. I mean... And I, you could fight your friends, and you could fight them... Like, yeah. Unless you had the cable, um, you couldn't fight your friends on Game Boy, right? But you could both um, hook the packs up to your controllers and fight each other, and that's how I would battle most of my friends, right? It wasn't Pokemon Did you get experience for it and stuff? No, 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 you didn't. It was just for fun and stuff, but it you was, could use it everything... It was just a format of watching it in 3D. Yeah, yeah I guess so, right? Yeah. And, and but it, it was way... It was so much more fun battling Pokemon Stadium than battling on Game Boys. Well, yeah, because everything... The systems are all the same, because Pokemon systems are Pokemon systems, right? But... It was just something you could see the visual, well, like... It was, like, supercharging your Pokemon battle. Like, it's one thing yeah, to, like, you know, get your yeah. Game Boy color out, and you, mm. you plug in your cords, and you see the other guys, like, you know, kind of, you know, the limitations on the graphics of a Rhydon, like, all curled up in, like, a big, you know, piece of bread. And then all of a sudden, you see the Rhydon in front of you, and it's just, you know, drills moving in its nose, and you're like, wow, that Rhydon looks yeah. intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the thing, right? They had animation to it. It wasn't just, like... Oh, it's just an excuse to have a cool 3D camera angle around. Like, like everything was fully animated, which you saw none of before that, right? I mean, okay, a little bit in the TV show. It felt, that's what it, it gave you that wish fulfillment of like you were in the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it was the closest, your Pokemon it was the closest out. thing yeah. to augmented reality back in the day. Yeah, yeah and, um, that's true, you, yeah. You, you could also fight like through the gyms or through the Elite Four and then it had all these like mini games that were fun, the four-player couch co-op as me and Dave always talking about mini games. Yeah. Um, and it had another great thing that was like fantastic for me at the time, which was you could plug your, plug the game into your controller and then you could play the Game Boy game on the TV. Yep. And, uh, oh, somehow and I don't remember that. You could speed it up like six times speed. What? So after you beat yep. the game four times, you get you get annoyed going through all things. So you could just play yeah, it on Mike, your TV six times speed. Everyone beat it four times. <laughs> yeah, 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 Mike. Yeah, sure. That everyone. was. I thought that was awesome. Oh yeah. It, it, you know, and I like the retcons. I mean, I did like uh, uh, Pokemon. Oh, the one with the shadow Pokemon. Shadow. Don't look at me. <laughs> uh, I want to say sorry, Pokemon Coliseum. Oh, my apologies. That was the I, 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 thought, I don't know why I was thinking of yeah. Stadium and then oh, mixing up Coliseum. Oh, was that like the, the sequel? It to was like the Game Stadium? Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. It, oh, okay. it had graphics very similar. Mm. I mean, maybe it was the same graphics engine as like you know any of the third gen kind mm. of like mm-hmm. you know Stadium esque games. Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a huge like Pokemon player as as much anymore. It kind of it kind of faded off. But I love watching this one YouTube channel um, where they they talk about how good was a Pokemon in competitive gaming all the way up to Gen Seven. Nice. And it's amazing. They go through the Stadium variants. They go through the Game Boy and like DS variants, and they tell you exactly how these these Pokemon were like used and maxed out to their full potential. It's amazing. You'll learn a lot from them. Yeah. No, I can imagine that's. You didn't play this game, Dave? Like, what's your experience? Stadium? No, I did. I did. I, 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 I'm pretty sure that I owned it far after it came out and stuff. I remember having it in the house, so maybe it was even just loaned to me or something like that. But, I, again, like, like we've talked about before, I really just got into Pokemon just in the original 150, and that was it. And I don't think that any other were out before this time. It was way too early on. I think, I think Pokemon Stadium came out before Gen 2. I think it was... Like, yeah, I think it did, yeah. too. It was just the original 150 And it only took the first blue and red. Or, yeah, so I did play it, but it was never like... I never went and battled a bunch of people or uh, whatever. Me it was, and my friends would battle. It was, yeah, it was I don't know what it was. Somehow it was... Maybe I was too busy playing Banjo-Kazooie or something <laughs> like that. Uh, we'll get not to that. that's a, yeah, I was going to say, we'll get to that when that comes around. Have, you know? no, exactly, no. right? Yeah, love it. Um, another one I want to bring up because we, uh, me and Mike talked about Apex Legends uh, before you jumped in, Carl, and stuff. Game but, I have no idea about, but apparently we're talking about all over the world. Yeah, taking that's on it, Fortnite, man. it seems. It's, exactly, it is. It yeah. is. Um, we talked about how it wouldn't exist without Halo, but Halo wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Unreal Tournament, mm-hmm. which came out in, I just had it, 99, the first one. Came out in 1999 for PC and everything, and... Just, I never played this, unfortunately. Ju- it's just, it's a game of deathmatch. That's it. It's just 
crazy guns and gore and a gun that shot a saw out of it that would cut people's heads off and whatever. And, you know, I think eventually you could play on dial-up internet and stuff like that against people, but I never did that. My experience with it always was just playing against bots and putting it on like a medium difficulty and just owning all the time. It was just straight up capture the flag and deathmatch with basic graphics and controls and simplicity and stuff. It was a huge game at the time. It's huge. I mean, it's the Unreal Engine that is used by so many games is based off of this oh, game. You, this well, is where it came. This, it started with this game. This is a nexus point because if you think about what Halo accomplished, you can't forget Halo, you know, took its own, you know, forge mentality and it took its own, you know, custom game mentality. In Infection, uh, it 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 basically inspired the movement for the Zombies franchise on Call of Duty. It's Yeah. A lot of that stuff. I mean, and, uh, incredible. And you look at who made Unreal Tournament Speaking of Fortnite, is Epic Games? No way! No so, my God, I didn't even way! Know that. I did yeah. not know so that. So they're the developers on it, and like that was their that was their first their, their big first thing is Epic. So and Digital Extremes, which has done other stuff since then. But if you look at Epic and stuff, they've been around since the early '90s. This was the game that my friends, like older brothers, would play, and I would watch. And I'd be like, "Oh, I mean, I'm, cut I'm, his head off with a buzzsaw." And yeah. it was like, "I mean, I probably uh, got it yeah. from from that." So, it, it, yeah, um, you know, that, it was that a was big, their um, big thing. If I remember this correctly, it was like talk about like esports, right? Like those that game and like Quake and stuff. Like that's well, Quake, Quake is another very similar genesis of, thing, of right? like esports. Like, yeah, or Col- and um, Counter Strike. And I, and I think the first yeah, Unreal is right at that time where any kind of competitive stuff at all just began with was happening yeah. unreal and quake and sure obviously it's a completely other level now but like that that's just Without those games we'd never be where we are with yeah like it what i'm looking at it right now again wikipedia what a source but it wasn't epic games until unreal came out they were called epic mega games and they made a whole bunch of other different kinds of games and so, so like they are who they are because of this game I'm still waiting for my my dream game to be made because you know sometimes it's always like sometimes developers just like they hit your fantasies. I've always wanted a zombie apocalypse game that kind of had like an RTS kind of variant where you know you would you and your friends could build a civilization yet it was like a first person shooter at the same time and you were building a city, getting resources right to take on another city, but your no man's land was literally no man's land. And it's online or yeah, like you know like us three could log in, have yeah. like a city called like well I guess you could call it Toronto let's say for example, take on like guy like three american guys who called their city New York and the idea is we're harvesting resources, we're trying to improve our weapons, our armor and then we go out in no man's land and that's where like the death match begins where you have zombies right. coming at you and monsters yeah. of who knows what. Like a Diablo zombies franchise kind of variant where like your idea is you want to get to their base, destroy it. But to do that, you need to be so ready to take on the environment. I just think it would inspire the same kind of cool. skill and strategy that you see in Fortnite and you see in like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So like, is it a first person shooter? Is it like a civilization? Like maybe top it could be a third down, person. Kinda. Could be a could be a first person. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I'm sparks all, my mind. The only thing that sparks my mind about that kind of like suggestion and stuff is that uh, any of the Total War games. I don't know if you've ever seen them or, or played them, but it, no. I've played the the Rome Total War games. There's two of them. It's basically an RTS game where you build up your cities and stuff and you and you're you know your different types of real civilizations it's very similar to like the you know civilization games but then when you want to take over a town or a city or a barbarian camp or whatever it zooms in and you're and you're using your army to take over that like you have full control over how you put your guys around the perimeter or how you defend when they come at you offline but yeah, yeah. there are online elements to it but it's that kind of idea but you're saying like you build it 
together as like a team. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I could do that. That'd you know, cool. like you know, <laughs> you know where it kind of came from for me. I don't know if you guys were a huge fan of the Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yes, games? the first, oh, yeah. the first one. Yeah, yeah I love all the tycoons, Hospital yeah. Tycoon, Zoo Tycoon. Well, oh Roller yeah, Coaster no, Tycoon Three. Yeah, Roller Coaster. Well, yeah. What do you think about Roller Coaster Tycoon Three? It gave you a rare opportunity to use the coaster cams. You could actually ride your rides. Oh, and yeah. I remember when I read that, oh, I was like, "There's no way they can actually mean like legit ride it. Maybe they mean like a camera follows the roller coaster down. Like, a, right? No, you would see the harness go over you." You could watch yourself go down the hill. I mean, again, the graphics but were wait, what they the were. The whole point of Roller Coaster Tycoon was to make the roller coaster shoot the people off the end, wasn't it? <laughs> you could ride that. What? You could watch yourself Carl, derail. Carl wants to make a successful business and make people happy. Mike just wants to launch people Mike and just kill wants them. to, like, put a body of water at Everyone the end of, like, did that. Everyone did that. Come on. did that. Everyone into the sky yeah. and then drop into the lake. You had a guest you barfed. You'd put him in the lake, and then, you know, you'd wait for the warning, like, alerts yeah. to stop. And uh, <laughs> Talk about real, like, RTS games, though, right? Like, RTS is the genre that's just ignored you, now. I feel like civilization's oh, still around. But If when, you think I'm yeah. a Skyrim fan, yeah. I, I was... I was I developed my passion for video games in Age of Mythology, Age of Empires. Right. Those, I played a bit of Age those of Empires. Those are my, yeah. my, my bread and butter. Yeah, well, like my, the early, early games for me were like the Red Alert games. Um, Warcraft. And, uh, Warcraft Command and Conquer, Warcraft. Warcraft. I only got yeah. to play Warcraft at my uncle's place. He should have given it to me. I mean, yeah. he never used it. Yeah, uncle. Uncle. Jerk. <laughs> and uncle. War, War, Warcraft gave me that diversity. That's the thing. I'm a guy who likes a lot of like variation and diversity. I, I like to think like, you can go from like human, you know, dwarf, mm-hmm. uh, undead, you know, all these orc, you know, like all these different like ways of playing the same game. A lot of them though, like you know with Command and Conquer, I don't know if you played Tiberium Wars. Yes. Yeah. You know Tiberian Sun. Tiberian Sun? I think it was I think Tiberian Sun that might be it, yeah. yeah. Anyways, and there was, was yeah. there was That was Red Alert Two, wasn't it? Command and Conquer, Red Alert. Yeah, it was like the expansion. Yeah, well, and the beautiful thing is like, yes, there was three factions, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I wished there was more. Right. I wish it was six. I just yeah. wish six. Six would have made it a little bit more interesting. But the one thing I give Command and Conquer over any of those other RTS ones was the ability to become all three right with the yeah. engineers you could possess yeah. the aliens and you could use all of their super weapons oh. at once and there was just nothing like using an ion nuclear dark hole rift generator <laughs> to like just watching a nuclear fusion inside of like a rift of darkness and then energy just like pulsating through That's the ground is, back, man. oh man like how like how many um lifelong gamers now is like the real time strategy genre responsible for, right? Like talk to everyone that's our age and it's like yeah. that genre was huge when we were kids. Like made like blind gamers out of so to many the next people. level. Like it, yeah. it gave you the yeah. it said to you like there is an end. Mm. Are you going to be at the end of mm. this or are you going to be the end of this? That was also the first game I played online. Me and my neighbor, he'd ride his he was good with tech, he's a bit older. He'd ride his bike over We'd set up our dial-up, and he'd open the open the game or the room, and he'd bike back to his house, and my mom would want to use the phone. Already going connected. Yeah, because he was better than me. <laughs> mom, get off the yeah, phone! Playing Tiberian Sun! <laughs> Michael! <laughs> and and it's right. crazy, man. Oh, they, like, and you're right, online, it's a whole other thing. Like, you know, we're talking about Unreal, tur- uh, Unreal Tournament, right? Now yeah, it's like yeah, StarCraft, yeah. right? Like, those people playing StarCraft. Like, oh, yeah. Well, StarCraft's really the it's only like one that's still now. standing. I mean, they're yeah. re-releasing Warcraft 3. And uh, refacing the entire thing, which looks cool, but I never really played Warcraft 3, so that's... There's no denying that that genre has just... To- it's like l- below... If you were to rank the genre top popularity, it's really low right It's now. really like low. It would have yeah. been high. And there's like, a lot of competitive StarCraft 2 stuff. That's uh, the only one that probably but still But even then, following. it's so much lower than a lot of other It's It's a games. shame, because I think those games have a lot of... Like, like we were talking about with the old NES games, there's a lot of intellect and a lot of strategy. Yeah. You need to know what you're working with. We actually have a guy who works uh, with us, David. Uh, hopefully we can get him on the show. His name's Cameron, or Cam. 
And Cam is actually a professional StarCraft player. He is wow. known That's for right. using. He, he did, yeah. I believe Terran is his his preferred. Uh, and he knows how to like. Zerg. He knows how to completely <laughs> micromanage and macro like. It's like chess with him, and, and yeah. that's the thing. StarCraft is though, it's, it is glorified chess. There is only a certain amount of moves and a certain amount of time you can make before you're either destroyed or you win. Yeah, you got to defend against min, Zerg min rush, otherwise you don't stand a chance. Um, <laughs> that's all it comes down to. That's why I'm not good at that one. It's too much shortism. He's I can't not do like it. 16. I heard like you age out of being a professional StarCraft player when you're like 17. No, or he's something. he's around your age. Oh wow. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's like 28. He's, yeah, he's only a couple around, years younger than yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, he's not quite a youngin like Carl over here. I, I lack the uh, maturity and intelligence to play StarCraft. <laughs> like I, he does. Wow, the maturity patience. maybe. I don't know about intelligence, <laughs> Carl. I'm like way down here. Don't you worry. I, I mean, I could like I I've tried. I have StarCraft. Uh, I think it's two Wings of Liberty. I'm yeah. terrible at it. Yeah, terrible I, at it. I bought it at the time and um and played through it. I played through the campaign. I think it started with just the Terran campaign. Um, and then I jumped in online because other guys at work were doing it too, and that discouraged me, and I just oh, yeah. never played it again. <laughs> it is like it, it, to be good at that game is impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. I'm still I mean, waiting. I'm still waiting ago. for more of those games to give you the development. Like my favorite thing about Age of Empires was the shipments uh, mechanic in Age right. of Empires Three. You could be a country, sure, but there were shipments you could get that would affect the way that that match would play out. Like, you know, you could specialize in getting better banks if you were Dutch. And it's just, and that would increase your gold production. You know, if you're the Ottomans, you could get an extra factory to improve resource production. Yeah. Um, you know, while being able to build like a an infinite army, honestly. And 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 the thing about Age of Empires was they had that diversity, but they were very upfront. There are some that were easier to use, and there were some that it was like, you sure you like, for example, use the British, you know, no problem. But if you want to use the Ottomans, mm. it was like, are you sure? <laughs> do you? It's an endless supply of villagers. Do you know how to manage your population cap properly? Do you know how to stop the villagers from being used? It's just genius. Is yeah. there the same genius. kind of like competitive um, scene around Age of Empires Civilization as there is uh, StarCraft or no? Oh, that's those, a good well, those that's are a good different. Question. Yeah, I don't think so. I think those aren't much Civ, as 1v1. Civ and stuff as much as they have like online right. components and stuff. They're not really meant for that. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, as far as RTS goes, it's sort of a blank spot for me. I don't want to say for sure that they're not, but. As far as real big competitive, I know StarCraft stuff, I it, like sells out arenas. You know? Yeah, like it's it's still big. I mean, overseas more thing. than it is here. But um, I want to I want to take a slightly different spin to some of the games. Yeah. that were sort of out around our sure. let's go like early two thousands kind of thing. the re, The way I want to do it is because uh, some of these games were out a little bit not around this time of year, sort of early March, late February thing. But and but they these are games that just sort of bled into the entire year. But the top grossing games, we're going to go to 2002 because that's just the first one that popped up here. Um, take a wild guess in 2002 with the top, let's say, two or three games were in 2002. Carl, go. Oh. Uh, I'm only quizzing you guys because I already have it pulled up in front of me, so it's cheating. Um, I want to say like 2002, I want to say Sonic was big. Okay. Based on your reaction, I'm completely wrong. Yeah. But, Mike? Um, uh, a Call of Duty game? That is... One of the... One no, of, no, it's actually not on there. So, okay, killing me, us here. Let me, give, let me have another guess. Okay, 2002. Smash Bros? Before, not, you give us, before you give it to us, give us one more hint. Just give, give us, us one system hint. Or uh, the, the system or PlayStation games? They're PlayStation games. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh Fable! Fable? No, Fable no, was Xbox. Later. Oh, sorry. Fable what am I Xbox. thinking? Yeah, I think that might have been 2003 or something. Anyways... A, a lot of them were, were I mean, they're oh, Metal Gear Solid. No, it was before that. I uh, think wasn't Metal Gear like ninety eight or something. It's all high one? and mighty. Or, or Metal Gear Two. Yeah, 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 I know, right? Um, 
So how could I? We, 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 oh man, I feel like an idiot. Yeah, Vice GTA Vice City and GTA Three. Vice City, my uh, favorite one. Best music. Two, best music. Probably in the world. best music. Yeah. So GTA Three. The reason why it's it was number two was because it came out in late two thousand one, and then Vice City was late two thousand two. Um, and I just want to mention those because again, we've talked about GTA Three before a little bit and stuff, but for to have two of basically. Two versions of the same game. I guess it's a simple way. Oh that's my a, gosh, that's a very simple way to put it. Oh my gosh, but those two games are just. It took it took two of your favorite things, exploring and racing games, and it gave you both. But it gave you a nice mix. You could do a lot of like shooting action stuff. You know, go anywhere, do any of the missions. But you could just literally drive, turn on the radio in the car. Uh, the first like three D open world game, right? I can remember GTA Three is probably still one of the greatest games ever running away from the cops is just the there's just nothing part. like it yeah. and, and and that's the thing about again these games where they give you all the options like how are you gonna handle it so i only you do anything i only like you, you said you did missions i only played this game one way only one way with my friends gta3 tell me if you guys played it this way okay you i know your, you're gonna say you know what i say you and your friend would sit down and you take turns yeah. seeing who could last, who could last the longest? Yeah, how many stars? Yeah, you get. survival oh, mode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah get the cheat codes. Yeah. Give yourself all the rocket launches, all it's the like, guns, and who can who can. Yo, four stars, twenty minutes. I can beat yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the only way I played. Like I never owned it, so I played my friends. So I never went through the store and so much. But that's the and that was so much fun doing that. Yeah, yeah. No, I know it's. Uh, there's so much of that stuff because you had to. You kind of had to create it in a way. Not that the games weren't fun, but you created your own fun. It's just funny that we all did that. That's what I said before. Oh, yeah. We all yeah. lived the same childhood. That wasn't houses, the primary right? way of of playing it for me, but it was still like <laughs> such such a standout to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Oh man! And we were talking about about uh, Halo before the first Halo, which was also one of the top. Selling games 2002, even though it came out the year before. How could I not said that? Honestly, I was I gonna say that, that, but it was almost too obvious. But it was lower down on the list. It's only like seven or eight. But we were talking about it before because um, that's another game where, like, you sort of create your own fun when you say, "Oh, just rocket launchers and warthogs." Yeah, you know, I like, did that too. That's that's part of what we had to do to. There you know. was there was just there was so much potential with Halo. I I can name countless times when you get creative, where you just you leave with like a memory that you just. It's, it's amazing how a video game could instill such memories. Yeah. Like I remember I was in Valhalla in Halo Three, and my my buddy Cameron and I, uh, not the same Cam as mentioned in the Star Starcraft one there, uh, we were in Valhalla and he was in the Gauze Warthog with me. We were going over the rocks. We were through the water. He was sniping people off of like just with the Gauze turret. Just nailing people that were trying to launch off and sticky grenade us. And I was drifting and we were, we lived and we got a perfection. And I will never forget how good it felt to have zero kills, zero deaths. And Cam had like 25 kills. And he was like, you know, ecstatic. And were you playing was, co-op or were you playing? Uh, oh, we were online? playing on Matchmaker, man. That oh, was live. Wow, we were, sick. we were on Valhalla. People that, well, I didn't know who they were. You'd hear the voice <laughs> chats going crazy. People calling us a million names, <laughs> telling us we're cheap because we were using the gauze. We're was like, like, that is why that is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 here's the thing. It's not. It's not infinite. I could have easily been destroyed. But just when you when it all works out, Cam knows where I'm looking. He knows where the guy is. I know where to move. We're missing grenades. We're missing <laughs> missiles. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's um. We again we talked about it before. Me and Mike talked about it a couple times um in other episodes too, where it's just like that that team couch co op type stuff. It doesn't even matter what kind of game it was. Even more so with Halo stuff and everything. But the coach co-op stuff just is just so much less of a thing now. And sure, communication online and everything sort of bridges that gap a little bit, but it's just such a big part of how we grew up that is, again, 
it's just the the times. It's just it's it is what it is. It's, it's like, but it's missed. You had that experience with your friend, right? And were you guys oh together? God. Oh yeah. Well, I, I hate to brag to the two of you, but uh, we didn't do. <laughs> Cameron didn't do couch co-op. Okay. His dad actually designed a movie theater in his basement, so we sat in movie theater chairs using a projector. Yeah. And we had popcorn, like of a microwave right uh, beside us. Drinks. Awesome. We had pop. You know, my, like popcorn. I'm, I'm just trying chips. to say, like, how much more fun that was that you guys were in the oh, same room together same versus room, if you yeah. were on mic in your oh, own houses. Yeah. Right? It, like, there was nothing like being with people. And to, yeah. to your point about parties uh, and, and specifically, uh, Cam used to have overnight parties. Mm-hmm. And it was just that uh, adrenaline yes. of knowing Staying like the sleep. Over, yeah. It was like all night. You're, you're hopped up on like your fifth Coca-Cola. You're looking at the screen. Your heart's racing. You know Pepsi. you have nothing to do tomorrow or Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Or ginger ale. I love ginger ale. I'm a ginger ale Ooh, guy. Oh, ginger. I love the ginger. I'm in love with Jean Barrel. Um, yeah, to your point, Mike, it's just like there's nothing like sitting beside those guys. You know, you now you, you build some connections. Some guys you yeah. didn't even know at the party are now respecting you. Right. Like, yeah, you're a great driver. You're a great sniper. And there's always that one guy who maybe is really, really good. And you're always like, we need to beat him by <laughs> that 5 a.m. It's that guy. Yeah. We need by to 5 beat him. Yeah. By before, <laughs> before our parents pick us up, we need to end this guy. He like can ego. win 100 times, but if you win once... It's the best feeling. Yeah, the best those 100 ever. didn't even exist. And, <laughs> always, and it's always that guy who beats you with like the you know obscure, like a needler or a, or a magnum or a plasma pistol. And you're like... Yeah. And you're trying to go at him with the gravity hammer, the energy swords, you know, the rocket launch. And he's always... Be, and you just can't get him. And you get him that one time. You go home with a big smile on your face. Exactly. And then boom. That's well it. said. Night yeah. accomplished, right? Yeah. That's it. That's great. <laughs> Okay, fellas, um, thanks. Thanks again. Carl, welcome fun. back, sir. Thanks, yeah. I didn't even finish my coffee. We're talking, I know, right? talking, too, talking much, too much, too much so. awesome stuff uh, here. We'll, we'll get us all together next time, and we're going to uh, we're gonna deep a little, dive a little deeper into more stuff. Deep a little closer, diver? Deep a little diver. Delve a little diver into the deep end. <laughs> dive a little deeper into the deep end. Um, and, and the closer and closer we get to spring and summer, the more and more movies, games, all that stuff, kind, movies, especially yeah. movies, um, and we'll dive a lot deeper into those. And uh, there's a lot of movie releases coming out that are exciting over the next few weeks. Like, you know. There's uh, definitely things that I'm looking at and like we got to get together for like Detective Pikachu. Like, we yeah. Have to oh yeah, we're going to talk about that. And you know, oh, yeah. uh, we can also, I hope uh, David and I have been in touch with our friend Jordan. He's a dungeon uh, master. Cool. Love to get an interactive pod going at one point where we That'd maybe, awesome. you know, did a, a short scenario. Yeah. Talked it out, you know, yeah. Yeah, because I'm a like a nerd. I like nerdy things, but I've never played uh, same dungeons. Same, before, so it'll be good. Yeah. Be All right, guys. Thanks very much, and thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.